Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, anything else that fits. The Dharma talk today is uh, another talk number two of awareness of outflows, awareness of what you are producing. You need to be aware of that. I am going to endeavor to help you see more closely when that starts to happen, because quite often you're, the train has already left the station by the time you see the outflow. And then it's too late because then you are buried in the subjectivity that you call me and my feelings. How I feel, how I feel. <clears throat> Does it sound a little sarcastic? <clears throat> yeah, it is. Yes, it is. <clears throat> so, something, we're going along and something triggers us or something shows up that changes us from our emotional state or our, our consciousness or awareness or what is happening in the mind stream from uh, getting out of the car and going to the, into the store to some other situation that comes up and triggers some kind of an emotional response. A little one is just relative to the situation you're in. won't be much. It'll just be, you could say, in proportion to what is occurring. So, but the other one is the common way of people uh, refer to this as a mountain out of a molehill. Something happens and <laughs> we're really enraged about it. Or we're, it could go the other way. We're really, really excited and happy for some simple thing. And over the top, usually it doesn't go that way. Or we really want to just look at it. We just want to shut down, go away moment, and we want to just ignore all that. That's also grasping, by the way. Anytime you do anything with phenomena, anything at all, don't do anything with it. And when I say that, I also know that we can't stop it. I can't stop it. I'm not saying just because I can't stop it, you can't. But trying to stop... Trying to control, control is a, just a, a terrible misunderstanding of, of uh, human, human beings. It's so much uh, cart before the horse. It's not that you don't have a say-so about moving uh, the, the silverware from one side of the table to the other. Of course you do. You're able to make uh, decisions and choices within the context of dependent origination where there's respect for what is happening. It might not be you respecting something. It just might be just a natural respect that comes from uh, not sticking your hand in a, an open flame, not doing something that's foolish. You wouldn't do that because you see the dependent orig origination in toto. You see the entire, it's hot, that will burn. I won't do that. This is something we, what do we, do? we teach children that. Don't do that, that. Don't touch that. That's hot. <clears throat> and, of course, some children need to, they're going to touch it anyway because they need to find out for themselves. That has its upside and downside. So the outflow, this is something, it's not something I made up. Uh, even the word outflow is in the... Uh, uh, um, 
<clears throat> I can't remember the name of the, the commentary on the six paramitas that is in the garden. I was just reading that recently. A lot of words. That talks about uh, outflows relative to Prajna Paramita. Prajna Paramita is path. <clears throat> the, uh, fruition of that has a, and I can't recall the Sanskrit word for it, but there is one. It's uh, uh, I'm going to gr grasp at it, and since uh, Chisho's here, he can help me with it. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you'll be able to get it. It's not a complicated one, I don't think, but it is. A pra there's prajna paramita, which is path, the wisdom which crosses over, which we practice. That we we study the paramitas. We study uh, dana paramita. We study um, discipline. Um, what are the other ones? You remember? Huh? Energy. Meditation. Meditation. We're missing one. Patience. Forget that. I need some of that. It is uh, uh, sarvanya. Sarvanyan. Sarvanyan. Yeah. Sarvanyan. So uh, it's a uh, uh, all wisdom. Yeah, all wisdom. So it's it's there is no wisdom holder anymore. There's no being who is. There's just Sarvanyam. Sometimes we need a, another kind of word to help us with the English word, because the English word is, has a kind of brittleness to it that ties into our cultural situation that is not uh, uh, is relatively correct, but sometimes we don't need the relative correctness of that understanding. Sometimes we might need to go to someone like, something like instead of emptiness, we go to Shunyata, because that really says something uh, and I, why? I'm not sure what that is. Maybe some somebody could uh, analyze that and tell us about it, or not. <clears throat> so the outflows. Let me, let me draw, make a little picture before I go into the twelve links on the chain of existence, which is which is what we're going to do. I'm going to use that to help you, help me, help all of us understand how the awareness could work. This is a trained awareness. Someone who doesn't. You can talk to someone uh, about this who has no awareness practice and there's not enough space in their mind uh, to actually not know. You have to not know something to actually learn something. If you think you know everything, you're not going to be able to learn much because you know, you know everything. And you prove that because you can recite this and recite that and you can remember what this text said about that and who analyzed that. Not that that's all incorrect. It's relatively correct. But this is a spiritual path. And it has a lot of mundane footsteps. So something comes up and triggers something in here where we're upset. Let's just use uh, envy. Someone has something we should have got. We see someone is getting credit for something we actually did and someone's over receiving the congratulations, something like that. We, we did all the work and yet Someone else is getting all the accolades. Now, the conventional way to work with this is say, "No, you're, you know, you'll you'll get you'll get your you'll be acknowledged," or or they just don't understand. We'll try to figure out why they why they missed you and all the calculations around it. I'm not saying you couldn't do that, but where does it go? Circles. 
it will happen again. So we need to look at the fundamental situation of the trigger that caused some kind of feeling, emotion in you that wants something else. Second noble truth of the Buddha, we want something else. Desire, we want something else. Whatever shows up, we're not saying we go the other way and just be happy with that or be content or accept it. You won't hear me say that. <clears throat> so from the point of view of outflows, let's look at it this way. Something happens and it triggers, seems to trigger an emotion in us that we start to take what personally, there's an intense subjectivity starts to rise and I'm not getting credit for something I actually accomplished. They're, they're looking another way. They're looking at someone else and the someone else's uh, they might be, say, have done a little bit of work on that and might be a little bit perplexed by why they're getting so much credit. Uh, and they might also think, well, uh, well, they've already given you credit for all this. So they're not even saying, no, it's uh, uh, you know, she did it or he did it. They, they did this. I'm not I didn't do this. This is uh, this is all their work. I just helped a little bit. So it's not me. Then they might go, oh, oh, is that true? And then they might switch. So. Um, but if they don't, and they just it just goes on, and you and then even the, and the day comes to an end, and you're still like you know, your teeth teeth are still gritting together because you did not get credit for that. And then the ego mind says, "Well, don't worry about it. It'll be okay. Don't worry. You, it's okay. It's just a misunderstanding. It's constantly trying to talk us out of being that way. More dependent origination, more rotation, more circularity." No. You need to see whatever shows up in the mind stream, the raw, rugged, and ragged edges of emotion. You need to see the fundamental situation, which is when you abandon what arises, dependent origination, pratitya samapada, when you abandon that for some other reality that you want to create. So you want to, what happens is you want to reinforce your self-centeredness, how you were disrespected, not acknowledged, and go into some other idea about that, judging, shutting down, blaming, feeling sorry for yourself, or perhaps. So what is being recommended from the point of view of an awareness practice dealing with outflows, which the emotion that comes up and the, the feeling about that situation, and then the the craving the craving part is the i think it's the eighth link first there's sparsha or contact the sixth one then there's a seventh and we won't go into the other ones right away unless there are questions about it and then there's so then there's contact and then there's then there's the feeling about it, it could be positive negative neutral it could be any number of kind of emotional dynamic, the feeling. And then the next thing we want to do something with it. And that's the, uh, is it Trishna, I think? Is it Trishna? Intense thirst. Huh? Huh? Intense thirst. And, and thirst. So we want it. We want that. First we have the, the feeling, and that may be a thirst or a craving to get rid of it. Still, it's still uh, doing something. Or it may be a, a craving to uh, to have more of it, to get more. Some kind of greed coming this way. Or it could be, could be some kind of a craving to just 
just I don't want, I don't want to think about that. I don't look at it. We're just what can I, how can I distract myself with with attaching on to some other thing that'll take me away from uh, the awareness practice that is probably making it more and more difficult for to for us to abandon dependent origination because it's still personified. It still feels like our it feels like our feeling. The ego owns this. this. Is how the ego gets its nourishment is by feeding on something that is none of its business. Just because it arises in your mind stream doesn't mean anything. Come on, look at it closely, please. Especially if you've been a meditator for any length of time, I'll say, because some people meditate for three years and seem to have some understanding in this area, and some people have meditated for. 30, 40 years, and if I talk to them, they're still hung up in their subjectivity about who's right, who's wrong, how great they are, how, how, how enlightened they are, even though they won't say that. You can smell it. You can smell it when somebody thinks they're awake, can't you? Can you just, can you, aren't I just reading this terrible, horrible stench? So what do we do with that? Something arises. There's contact. There's a feeling. Let's let's just say that it's it's a envy. There's a feeling of somebody's getting has something that I want, I need, I should have. Might go into jealousy. Could go back and forth in that area. We need to do something with that instead of just receive that, receive that, receive that, receive the feeling. And then this is a, a, the more uh, difficult part is to receive the feeling that you want it to be otherwise, because that's the area that if you buy into that, if you buy into that, I need to have this different. This needs to be you've started to abandon the, the, the uh, uh, Paratantra, just the dependent origination that you've created. Uh, or the imaginary nature where there's somebody who has a problem with this. You personalize uh, just the comings and goings of Paratantra or dependent origination. There are no separate things anywhere. Nothing comes from its own side. It's an incredible illusion that you are somebody who you have and uh, you think you have feet and you walk to the road. No, feet walk to the road, but you don't do it. There is no one. There is no being. It's difficult for ego to have the credentials, any kind of credentials, start to fall away. The negative, positive, uh, uh, or neutral credentials or commentary on who we are and where we're going, what we're doing, how much we know and how much we don't know. And also go into what a terrible person we are. That's also a credential. So through the sitting practice of meditation, through Shikantaza, as I present it, and probably a lot of other people present it, I don't know. I'll check into what other people are doing so much. Sit down, hold still, watch the movement. And that way you get so you can actually see the movement in your mind stream that feels like a personal emotion. Start to take that personally. Just watch that. Don't push that down. Don't get rid of anything. I was going to say don't get rid of shit, but I'm afraid that that might be something you might want to get rid of. <laughs> or at least move to the other room. <laughs> so, yeah, don't go overboard here. Don't get too idealistic about Eating shit, even though in the Tibetan tradition, I think you might have to eat shit. Yeah. I heard that somewhere that you're actually going to have to do that in the higher levels of Tantra, of course. 
Okay, enough baloney. So <laughs> something's coming up. You start to have an intense feeling about it. Say it's envy, and then uh, then we try to push it down. We don't want we don't want that fear. It doesn't feel good. We, it's like saying it's like pushing uh, on a thundercloud. You know, it's it's that much not your business, even though it's in your own mind stream. This is the nature of consciousness to find its own form. And it will eventually, if you stop getting in the way of everything, eventually it will find its true form, which is uh, what brought down into some kind of terms or some kind of metaphor. You'll find the heart of the Buddha because it's everywhere. Not particularly some kind of fancy romantic feeling. It's just that you know that nothing is separate from anything else. You actually know it. You actually look at it. You don't need proof for anything. Proof is gone. You can actually see this. You can see this. If you're listening to this person, you're probably ready for this kind of information because there's, what, 20, 38 people here and another dozen people here? Not many. That's actually a good sign. Not being popular. It's a little popular. <laughs> a little bit. Not very. So what happens? Envy? We feel that. We start to personalize it. That's the feeling part. And then, let me look at my notes here. Yeah, I, 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 get, I get confused here because it's confusing. And uh, that area is, uh, I, I've not, I was talking to uh, Uno on the way in today. I'm trying to understand how I can take something that even looks like a schmush ball to me. Of, you know, it's like something, it's something you're getting ready to eat. And you, if you take it apart, it's got just got too many pieces. Like they look like chocolate chips, but they don't taste like them. I don't know what that is. So this area that the, the consciousness, that the, the insight to stop doing anything is going to happen, not so much in the craving part, but in when you abandon the craving to try to fulfill it. You abandon the craving for some kind of, for that difficulty to go away or for that wonderful thing to ha get more of, which can also create a lot of suffering. And abandon that awareness of that, or receiving that, being a very, very good host of whatever rises in the mind stream or hostess or whatever. Instead, we abandon that for warfare. We abandon that to try to get something else, get something else to happen. That's the outflow. As soon as you leave the incredibly intense feeling and the incredibly intense craving for grasping, for grasping, for grasping something else, something else, something else, that area right there is where you need to observe. This is what this whole idea of observing is about. So you can actually observe, you can actually see the way you abandon reality for your daydream about, for your nightmare about. You need to see that. It can't, I can't fix it for you. I can't change it. And probably you can't do it but you, from the point of view of doing something. But you can stop doing something. This is called uh, renunciation, a fancy word. And it's called discipline. It's not the control discipline. It's the discipline of just observing what happens so that you can see what your part in, is in that, if anything.
maybe it's nothing at all. So these go down. Uh, the 12 are ignorance, actions, consciousness, name and form, sixth sense fields and their objects, contact, feeling, craving, and then right between craving before you go into grasping. That's the area. Quite often it's said, as other teachers say, it happens at the feeling. You, you have to somehow stop the craving. Uh, I think that's bullshit, basically. Um, I think you need to actually be have the feeling of craving right up to the point where you just don't reach out. You don't have the outflow. Craving is not an outflow, although it might be characterized that way in other texts. I disagree, but I'm disagreeing with it because I'm looking at it, not because I read some other. So, and I also, if I heard someone talk about it, I would, I might, I might agree with what, the way they described it. So, wouldn't totally take it out of the mix. Go ahead. Is the story that comes up about why we have that feeling and outflow? Yes. You know that the the why is passion in the form of an outflow of expl explaining something. Don't explain anything. Those are stories. Believing our stories, yes, is very much an outflow. And it's, it is an area that you can actually begin to, shall we say, taper off through the sitting practice of meditation. That's how you do it. Sit down, hold still, watch what moves. And you will watch yourself do that. And if you watch yourself do that and, and don't try to stop it, uh, because the ego mind, the self-centered mind will turn anything into a credential that it can. It'll turn the ability to not have outflows into a credential. You could spend years doing that, being someone without outflows. And one of the ways you support that is you see how many outflows other people have, and you notice that yours are a lot less. Why not, Joel? More? Say to. Say to Boeing. Is this where you've talked in the past about uh, half steps or half measures? Um, is that where we can use that kind of technique? in the outside world to see I think I think you could if you uh, I've used the, the idea of half measures in lots of different ways so the way but if you're if your connection with the way I've talked about that in the past I haven't talked recently about that uh, that's a it's a very uh, if that is working for you then I would say yes my way of teaching half measures is like is to be aware of when you're Instead of when you get somebody to put, when you get ready to put something back on the altar, instead you just stop halfway and you just notice that this, that you never, your awareness shuts down between here and there. There's here and then there's the intention to put it on. But all this in here is lost. But that can show up in that area, in that area also. And it's not something you particularly accomplish. It's something you see. And then if any kind of accomplishment or any kind of slowing down of the, of the, the, uh, excuse me, upadana or grasping, less grasping will show up more as you don't care what happens next. You're not missing much, but you're, it's not that you don't have some choices, but they're very simple and there's no demand there. You just noticed how, how much easier it is to ride in your life stream, in your, in your life carriage when you're not really too concerned about what happens. Even though you participate with everyone and everyone else's issue or problem because you're not separate from them. You're less and less separate from others all the time until at some point you just feel like you're as crazy as everybody else, which you are. 
when we have bad feelings and you've talked about it as bad weather um, that shows up. Yes. Is it possible through practice for, for the bad feeling to come up without it um, being linked up to something being wrong? Yes. It is because that's when you, if you just have the feeling, just the emotion, just the feeling, then it's still in that same area. It hasn't moved into grasping. It's just feeling and wanting it to be different. But you don't, you don't buy it. You don't do anything with it. You hear the advertisement. Not in the market for that. Not in the market for anything else. You have everything you need right here in this, in that, in this. How this sounds, how this smells, how this tastes, how this feels. This is your world. Don't abandon your world for some imaginary world. Because when this body-mind goes back into the elements, then you actually will be in another world. And if you're still doing in that, that in that area, you're going to be right back here in the human form or perhaps another form trying to go through this whole shenanigans, all these shenanigans again. You don't have to do that. You can, you can awaken now. Do we need to see that we don't want to be here? No, I don't care whether you're here or not. Doesn't make, make any difference where you're at. Everything is the same place. There isn't any. There isn't any other. It's gone. <laughs> it's not that funny though. So don't get too happy over it. Ginger Bowie, are you saying if we have a craving, and even the energy of that craving has an outward kind of motion to it? that it isn't an outflow until we make a movement or a motion in a direction? Yes, and the motion could be in the mind stream. It uh, doesn't have to be a, a physical motion. It could just be in your mind. You're starting to, as soon as you start to think, uh, have stories about it. As soon as you go into any kind of uh, elaboration in your mind stream about it, this is an outflow, even though you've not expressed it. You might look to others like you're very very stable and just doing just fine, but in your own mind, you're going, I don't like that. I don't like that. That's wrong. I shouldn't be doing that. Or the other way is to go, the, I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be feeling this way. How many times anybody here has never said that to themselves? I shouldn't feel like that. If you're feeling like that, of course, dependently arisen, you should feel like that. What's, what, what you, what's missing there? There isn't anyone. So the feeling is dependently arisen. The feeling gets to come up and do whatever it wants. I've sometimes said, I've said in the past years, I've said, uh, I've tried to say it about you, and I don't care how you feel, but I'm saying I don't care how I feel. And that's, that's true, but not totally true. So it's somewhat true. It's like I'm not really concerned with emotions that are coming and going because they don't belong to anyone anymore. That doesn't mean they don't feel very, very subjective, but it's an illusion. You don't have to get rid of the illusion. It's a clown on the roof. You don't have to get rid of your ego. You just have to see that it's unreal. And even that, you don't have to do that. You can just continue to go back into the, the samsara and try to get ahead of everybody or not fall behind. If the craving looks like it has an outward energy, does that mean it's already moved into grasping? It seems like it. the way you're describing it's pretty generic, but it sounds probably. So you're doing it with my hands. You're, um, you're, you're not doing much. Something happens over here that triggers something. 
and something that wasn't in your mind stream, now that's coming up. Let's call it envy comes up. So, and it might come up like this, like a knotted fist. Envy comes up. Just feel it. You just feel it. And it has no, it will not have any longevity to it unless you fool around with it. If you do nothing with it, you just, you might know, you might uh, uh, add on a little bit that by what it is, the name, but eventually you get so you can feel, you can feel that kind of thing without having a name for it. It still feels negative, but you might not even say the word negative. You just, you just see dependent origination. You're looking at it everywhere, in everyone, and in your own mind. You're not separate from anyone. They're not separate from you. And so that, let's go back to this very simple show and tell. It's like, it's there. And then if you do start to um, feel like you want that to go away, then that will be added on as, a, as another layer that might be shifting and moving and, and creates a, a lot of seduction. You know, I don't want the little tiny things start to arise like little stories about it about why it feels that way and why it shouldn't feel that way. Then the boundary between what arises, the contact, and then the feeling, and then the abandoning the feeling for uh, craving. So there's still, the craving is still within the realm of, of uh, the initial uprising there. It's still within that area. It hasn't actually left hasn't left the ground yet, but as soon as, uh, and it will be different with each situation, with each person, with the way your karma is set up, the way the way you've been handling things in your life all along. But there's some point where uh, the feeling is there, and it's it doesn't feel good. It's uh, it's um, uh, envy, and then. Then there's that feeling as we would like that to be different. We would like that not to be there, which is a craving, craving for otherness. And that that area is it's a very vague area, which it isn't quite into the grasping yet, but it's still a grasping quality because it's leaving the original feeling for something else. So that whole area is. That's why if you read any where they're talking about this, if they're at all clear about it, that area is still very foggy. Because it's, uh, because it's because of the lack of a solid being and the, and the desire for the ego to somehow solidify itself and it'll use anything it can. It'll, 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 it will use because of the need to control to make someone feel like they are somebody. They'll, they'll slaughter their own people. You've seen it many historical situations to, because it's and then justify it through some kind of elaboration that says they're saving their people from their their particular culture from the terrible other kinds of people with you know big noses or something or whatever it may be to somehow separate separate and gives the ego the feeling of being somebody it's called materialism usually just uh power, control, materialism in most of the world of all the terrible things that are going on. You can't really, not to go into politics particularly, but you can't really step into that complete avalanche of, of history and dependent origination that is just coming down out of confusion. And we can't really just step into that and stop it. I mean, you can be a martyr if you want to, but um, you might 
might want to just find out who you are first before you step into any damn thing. So you don't take your own unexamined passion, aggression, and ignorance into something with the intention of helping, which comes out of ego. If you really want to help, I would say mind your own business until you absolutely are certain, certainty. You're certain that moving into that is something you have to do. You use the image of a fist here, and you often talk about emotions here. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when there's an intense emotion, um, it doesn't feel centralized anymore. It feels like it's already exploded, uh, and it's there's like a mm-hmm. distance to it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you do with it? First thought, what do you do? I feel overwhelmed and shut down. Okay, you shut down? Looks like it. Okay, that's that's ignorance functioning. And I would say that, knowing you, I would say that's accurate. That is your outflow. That's the outflow. That's when you you abandon, you leave the that uncomfortable feeling for just shutting down. Passion aggression is a vidya. You just shut down, but that's an outflow. Is the ignorance itself the outflow? What what is the outflow? Uh, when consciousness uh, has not realized itself, then it wraps up in the form of a self-centeredness ego, like the Yogacharans talk about the seventh consciousness, some paranoid part of the mind. So when something does not go your way, uh, your meaning the imaginary self, which is unreal, which whom, whom you think you are, uh, then it, it, it will do anything it can to maintain some kind of identity of otherness. So it does that through positing some kind of thing that's wrong, some kind of thing that's right, some kind of thing that just needs to be ignored. I'm just going to shut down and that's too painful. I'm not going to look at it. Is that making a little bit of sense to you? Yeah, so I would say feel, don't, you don't have to maintain it or stay with it. Sitting meditation will help you do that. You have to do a lot of sitting meditation. This can't be done on a weekend, let alone a couple of years. It takes it a long time. More. How do I see what's before the ignorance? Just that you can ask the question, and you, which is, ties in with your question that I just responded to, uh, tells me that you're, you're already looking at it. It's just a matter of time. You're a young woman. Keep going. Don't give up. Keep going. See the truth yourself. Not, each person has their own difficulty in certain areas. Some people are not going to have that particular thing. They might have more uh, coming out and exploding rather than covering it up or shutting down uh, the ignoring uh, area. I named you uh, uh, Junchu, Pure Appearance, and that was to help you see that what is right in front of you is perfect. And the ego mind will go into, well, yeah, but. It's like, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. You know, it's, it's the sound of a bird in South America. Yeah, but, yeah, but. Not really, I was kidding, so don't look it up. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it sounds, well, since that's kind of over the top, to pure appearance, how am I going to do that? It's not something you do, it's something you stop doing. You stop covering you stop outflowing, and you do that by watching the outflow. 
It's not going to be a credential. You won't. You won't have a feeling. I don't think I don't think I have any more outflows. No, you may still have outflows. It's it's the awareness of the outflows. It's the awareness of that, and then then dependent origination. If if they need to slow down and taper off, they will. But if they're propelled by some function in dependent origination that is really none of your business, then they may go for a while. That's why it's difficult because the ego mind, uh, if we do have some success at stopping some particular thing, we immediately congratulate ourselves and start telling other people how meditation works. Well, meditation does not work. I think I gave a talk on that. I think I gave more than one talk. <laughs> meditation doesn't do what you think it's going to do. Kevin Belling. Right, Kevin. Well, firstly, thank you for articulating something that's troubled me forever about the Nadanas, because I always I never understood how I couldn't have the craving that I just had. Yeah. Because then I felt then it seemed to me that the whole process would be warfare, constantly folding in on myself to not have the feeling I just had. So it makes sense that the craving is still in the airplane hangar and I and I appreciate that. Good. Question is in in the framework of the Buddha families, there's a a wisdom to the negativity or the negativity is seen as as wisdom. Is it is there benefit before we're relaxing with not knowing what the feeling is, is there benefit to naming it something else like calling envy accomplishment or something like all accomplishing wisdom bowing you know a good question there could be but uh i would uh i wouldn't rush to anything i would stay with the negativity until you absolutely have to use some other uh, uh other tool or something else and there there are uh, that particular way and ta- there are tantric approaches to this that are that working with negativity right up to and including eating shit literally you may have heard of that and uh, it's pretty distasteful but i mean i'm just saying that there are ways of sometimes a, a person's karma or a person what a person is going through is set up in such a way that they have to go into that with some kind of extreme negativity that's why all the sexual images there sometimes that's the only way to move into this is through that kind of a dynamic i'm not here to justify anything i'm not here to complain about it or agree with it or disagree or do anything i'm just saying that um, don't take anything for granted, even the Buddha's Dharma. And as I say over and over again to you, don't believe anything I say. You can consider it, you can listen, but I'm not here to convert anybody to anything. And so coming back to your uh, question, I would say that would be very situational. And so uh, and not only situational with the person, but situational with the particular uh, thing that is occurring in the mind stream or in the life stream or down the hallway. There might be times when that kind of uh, um, uh, renaming of something might be helpful. Naming is very powerful. Sometimes if somebody's having a lot of difficulty with depression, I say every day you should call it something different. You know, and call it doesn't have to be something funny like or, or happy, but it could be something terrible. It could be uh, it could be a, a dragon. It could be, uh, you know, the Garuda's back today. A Garuda met, meets me every day. Just about, except for Thursdays, when it's block set. I don't know who does that. Of course, I don't do block set. I'm not going to do that. I'm not a fool. But me. But me, Molly. Yes. 
Is there space between the links? So the links, uh, the, the 12 links are concepts that help us see, that bring together uh, ideas about uh, what is linear or what looks linear, but it's actually not linear. They all happen all at once. So they, they eventually stop having that stretched out look where we're okay here and where this is the first two are the previous life and the middle eight are the present life and the next two, the last two, uh, uh, Jati and Jaramarana or birth and, and sickness, aging, the death of the next life and stretching it out. And some people, and I'm one of them, need to look at all those conceptual situations in order to, to see them as they are, and then they begin to collapse. So from the point of view of, of that, I would say in your, uh, in your question that you know, all space is uh, conceptual. There's no such thing as space. It's a, it's a concept. It's in a, when I say that, I'm saying you don't believe me, but you could look at it. Eventually, it just shows up as <laughs> as uh, unreal. It's just unreal. Are you thinking of a particular one? How then do we practice awareness without generating stories? <clears throat> Don't worry about generating and just be aware of the stories. All you have to do is just watch the stories. Just don't don't agree with them. Don't disagree with them. Don't look away. The three poisons arise right around the stories looking for a person who feels that way. And so don't do anything with it. And it might take some time to might get kind of nauseating after a while to just watch the stories come and go. Sitting practice of meditation, sit down, hold still, find a blank screen, which is there's one. <laughs> we've got them kind of covered with scrolls right now, but you can find space between it. And sit down and uh, and look at it. And actually, the scroll itself is is empty space. Sit down, hold still, watch something that's not nothing is moving. And of course, if you're looking at Paisley, that's looks like it's moving. So I wouldn't recommend Paisley. But you could look at a, a scroll. You could look at uh, your refrigerator, or closet door, hold still, and that will allow you to observe and train your mind to see what arises in the mind stream which is a little microcosm of what's arising when birds fly from one tree to another, uh, what's arising in the mind. You have no say-so about those birds other than you can watch them. So it gives the illusion of separation. Those, you are those birds, and you are these things arising in your mind from the point of, point of view of actual identity. The parkalpata, the imaginary identity, is when there's grasping or rejecting, when you have a position on anything. Picking and choosing, disease of the mind. And it's about watching the picking and choosing. In other words, watching the story. And uh, the image I use, sometimes use for that is I say, watch the play, but stay in the front row. Don't get on stage and don't leave the theater. So stay there and watch the movement. It's all unreal. It's vividly unreal in emptiness, yet there is still form. Question from Ken in New York. Ken. Can there be something to be said about enduring during sitting where it becomes unbearable to make explicit the burning urge to abandon and get up? How not to be macho, but not get up? So I would get up. I, I follow what you're saying, but I would say I would get, would get up and watch the emotions about <laughs> getting up and then come back. You, you can get up for three minutes. You don't have to time it, but get up, move away a little bit, so you so it doesn't feel so much like a prison, uh, or that that kind of macho 
thing that we've either been taught or is in our culture or, or is in Zen. It's full of macho stuff in there. You don't need to do that. You can take it easy with it. So a little bit more, uh, instead of all that heavy masculine control, a little bit more feminine energy of open, accommodating, protecting may be in order here. So not too tight, not too loose, and it's, uh, it's different with each person. I would say create the form by striking the bell at whatever, six o'clock and then at 10 o'clock. So there's four hours, that's your form. So, and then see how you observe that. And you may observe it by sitting there the whole time. You may observe it by, uh, if you total up all the time, which I don't recommend, but you might have only sat there a total of, you know, half an hour. You might have gotten up and might not have sat there at all the last two hours, but it's still, it's, it might not have other people agreeing with me, but it's still chicken tazza. Just precisely this. That's your form. And this is how you related to the form as soft and gentle and, and respectful as possible to the karma that you are trying to get some kind of an understanding of. So to follow somebody else's, this is why in the traditional Zen, um, the, the, uh, what's that guy that, the Doan? The Doan that keeps time? Yeah, thanks. So the Doan, <laughs> you don't want the Doan controlling your life, but if you go into the, in a traditional Zendo, you come in and whatever the Doan says or whatever the Eno says, the law, well, not in this monastery. I mean, a little bit, some forms, but we do it by agreeing. We do it by cooperation, communication, cooperation, collaboration. That way, if some person, some people can sit and just look at the wall for four hours. I'm not one of those people, but I've seen people do that. And I think there are people here that are able to do that. Sit there. It doesn't necessarily uh, bestow a credential. It might be, it might be make it more difficult because then a person would might say, "I can sit here all this time, but I don't feel like I'm have any understanding at all." Your mind can be just loaded with, uh, flooded with all kinds of concepts and ideas and stories and elaborations, which maybe it should be. Now, go easier on yourself, Ken. Just get up when you need to. The idea is to return. Get back there before the, if it's only just to strike the gong at the end of the four hours, that's still returning. Question from Vishal in San Jose. Vishal. The movement freezes into a sort of broken crystal. Do you just gaze into that then? So it's some interesting images there and the way it sounds probably, but I'm not sure the broken Crystal, did you say broken? <clears throat> What's how bad? Really broken bad? Smashed on the floor, blood everywhere. <laughs> so uh, I, I follow your image. I'm not mocking you here particularly. So I'm just saying that that I would um, I wouldn't hang on to anything. I don't lock down on anything. Just get your get your body mind complex, <laughs> your form to the cushion and hold still as much as you can. It's the stillness and the attitude of observing or receiving whatever shows up. When you hold still, things continue to move, usually just thought patterns or birds in the trees or someone walking down the, through the room behind you. So there's still movement, but it's very, very, uh, it's a lot less because your own body isn't moving around and confusing things. When your body's moving, 
then the sense of identity and the sense of ego becomes even stronger because you're, you're so identified with your body that that enables of the five skandhas that strengthens the first form skanda, the body. So this is why I don't, uh, when I say why, it's not the only reason, but one of the reasons that I don't uh, uh, promote walking meditation. And this is after doing it for close to 40 years. I don't, I don't, record, I don't, I'm not going to stop it. If you if you like to do walking meditation, you can do that all you want. I'm not going. I'm not going to say that's wrong. I just don't promote that. Jake Bowing. Go ahead, Jake. Uh, sometimes when I'm just to use an example, when I'm sitting meditation, uh, a craving will come up, um, and it. It's like when that when I notice that craving, it's like I've already resigned and I'm powerless to it. I've already made the decision to act it out. Um, like to get up off the cushion and go play my Xbox, just mm -hmm. entertainment. Yes. Is that resignation or powerlessness a form of grasping or outflow? Or is that just more of the feeling bowing? Well, it sounds like an outflow, but but it's about being aware of that, not stopping it or pushing it around or shoving it. it it's um, it, it is about as I the title of the talk is awareness of outflows. So it's not how to stop outflows or how to. There's other other people talk different ways about this. So and sometimes uh, I would even say to, you know maybe there's other ways to understand. But I certainly never, uh, never succeed. I've never had any success at stopping or controlling anything. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. If I had success, I'd be somewhere else, controlling and stopping things. But instead, uh, I'm at your service. Jake Bowing. So, getting up or giving in. Being aware of the giving in is so you have to be a little careful there because you, you need to see that not only do you do that, but do you get a credential for it somehow for being aware of your getting in. So your awareness is going to track you everywhere. As long as you're doing a lot of sitting meditation, then awareness pretty hard to get away from that. As Suzuki Roshi said in his book, uh, if someone is watching you. Uh, you can hide from them, but if no one is watching you, you can't hide from yourself. And so this is kind of what happens by sitting and sitting and sitting. Eventually, you notice that you're always very, very aware of what's happening in the interstices of your mind stream about pushing, pulling, whether you like it, don't like it, or whether you you have an idea or an opinion or a concept or you're grasping. You start to become more and more uncomfortable because you're more and more aware of all of the difficulties that are happening there in terms of the little mini skirmishes that are happening in your mind about, should I get up? Shouldn't I get up? Uh, uh, I need to, I need to be, uh, go easy on myself, but uh, that's going to, I'm being too easy on myself. And how do I know how easy and how it's just, a, it's just, we're just all become, you know, playwrights. We just start writing scripts for ourselves. So the, the thing to return to is, Awareness, the space in which things occur, that's the awareness. A thing that is not aware, this thing is not aware of another thing. 
And this, this situation here is not aware that there's a sense organs. And so we could probably have some kind of a debate about it if you wanted to. I, I would have to get somebody else to debate you. Sir. It seems like sometimes the difficulty shows up and I want to relate to it with ignorance, but it actually looks like that ignorance causes more difficulty. Is endeavoring to not function out of that, that ignorance extra or adding something on? The way I'm hearing that from you, I would say no. I, don't, I think you're just aware of it. It's just that it's, you just need to continue. I don't see anything to change the way you're talking about it. But you may not have what we commonly call a result right away. You might have to look at that for a while and function in that same way. Okay, more? Question from Chris Holman here in Battle Creek. Am I Anutra Samyak Sambodhi? What exactly does this mean? It just means complete enlightenment without without any outflows. Question from Ian in Kalamazoo. Ian. Sometimes I don't recognize my feelings and cravings until grasping has already arisen. What do I do with that grasping? Don't do anything with it. Just watch it. Just observe it. Just notice. Just notice what's happening. No shutting down, no closing off, no modifying. Don't do anything with it. When I say this to you or to anyone, there has to be a lot of sitting meditation going on because otherwise we just start to do it with the, the thinking process and the mind stream and start to, we become less and less aware of uh, what's happening in the mind stream and shows up as some kind of validation or criticism that we believe in. Any further questions? We'll take one more, perhaps. There is one. Deb Bowing. Deb, go ahead. Yes. Um, at some point, you were talking about the energy flow or the sensations. You used your fist, a tight fist. So sometimes I feel a physical sensation um, that catches my mind awareness. Um, is that outflow? I guess part of me was thinking, my mind was thinking that that original sensation kind of moves me towards my mind now to try to figure out what that was. Um, so I guess I'm, I'm asking is that, could that physical sensation of tightness or energy moving in the body be the first outflow or is it not until the mind starts Figure, trying to figure out and make a story about it. I'll go with your first door. Oh, okay. The second door you don't need. Thank you. You're welcome. May the nervous penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. Jee-ho-san-shi Oh, 
If you value the teachings of Sokozan and you would like to support his teaching work and the functions of Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, which also supports monk and practice residents, please consider giving a donation by visiting our website at sokokoji.org.